Greetings, listeners. Now, today's show is going to follow a bit of a different format. We'll be skipping over the news and weather today in lieu of an interview with one of our fine citizens here in Dogsnout County. He's a fellow who's been wrapped inside a garbage bag for the last 20 years. Why, you ask? Well, I guess you'll just have to stick around to find out. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. We got cannibal children and youth mandators, razor blade candy and human skin traders. So please come on down and be the lucky Paul Bearer for discarded guts from bloody Wendigo terrors right here. Y'all might not know Sir Slug by name, but I'm sure you've seen him slithering around town. He's the fella covered in garbage bags, duct taped tightly around his body, wears a paper bag over his head with a monocle and mustache drawn on it. Some folks tend to confuse him with Bagman, which makes sense actually, as they are indeed brothers. Plus, uh, they both wear bags over their heads with faces drawn on them. But whereas Bagman wears fishnet stockings and stiletto boots to express the person he wants to be, putting on a costume just wasn't enough for Sir Slug. You see, since Sir Slug was just a little kid, he dreamed of becoming a butterfly. So, he decided to make himself a cocoon. And he's been in that cocoon for some 20 years now, and he claims that he is nearing the final stage of his transformation. In fact, he's so certain of this that he will be molting down at Town Square later this afternoon for all of Dogsnout County to see. And our very own Gator Gary will be doing live coverage of the event. So I thought it would be neat to have Sir Slug in here before he transforms into a giant butterfly so that he can share his amazing life story with me and all of you. Sir Slug, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me, Squatch. My brother talks very fondly of you. Oh, ain't that nice. You tell Bagman thank you and let him know that we here at the Backwoods Radio Show just love him to death. Well, do. So, I have to ask, why the cocoon? Well, some kids want to be cowboys. Some kids want to be astronauts. But as a child, I wanted to be a butterfly. I see. So, how did this whole idea come to fruition? What fascinated you about butterflies and gave you the idea to create a cocoon for yourself? Well, when I was a child, my brother Bagman and I were out playing in the woods when we stumbled across a caterpillar. We caught it and took it home, set it up with a cage and everything. I love that caterpillar to death. And then, one day, I 
woke up to find that something had changed about it. It was hanging from a branch in its cage in some sort of shell. I thought it was dead, so I ran down the hall crying to my mother. But she told me that it was just in its cocoon and that one day soon it would blossom into a beautiful butterfly. I watched it intently for months and then one day it hatched. The first time it spread its heavenly wings, I started to cry. Not just because of its ethereal beauty, but because I knew I could never be beautiful like that. It seemed like a travesty to keep such glory caged. So I opened my bedroom window and set it free, watching as it fluttered its glorious wings and disappeared into the sunset. I knew right then and there that I wanted to be free and beautiful like that butterfly. A very heartwarming story. Now, not to play psychiatrist here, but I'm seeing some parallels between you and your brother. You both wear bags over your heads and you seem to be obsessed with beauty. In his case, he just dresses in women's clothing, but you seem to have taken that desire for beauty to the next level. Where does that root from? Well, you see, Batman and I were born horribly deformed because my parents live next door to the nuclear power plant. <coughs> so, my mother's womb was imbued with radioactivity. When she gave birth to us, the contractions were so intense that our skulls came out severely misshapen. So, we were always envious of beautiful creatures. For Bagman, it was gorgeous women. But for me, it was the butterfly. Interesting. I hope that wasn't too forward of me. I apologize if I struck a chord with you. Oh, not at all. And how do your parents feel about you and your brother's life choices? Our parents were always very supportive of us. From a very young age, they told us we could be anything we wanted to be. And you took that to heart, didn't you? <laughs> That's correct. So much so that you actually built a cocoon for yourself so that you could... <coughs> so that you could become a giant butterfly. Indeed. Fascinating stuff. So, Sir Slug, I want to move the conversation towards, you know, how you got into making your cocoon, what sort of materials you used and all that. But first, I have to ask... Why do they call you Sir Slug? Aren't you more like a caterpillar in its pupa stage? An astute observation, Squatch. I suppose it's just a catchy nickname. Probably due to the fact that I'm encased in garbage bags and slither slowly around town, leaving behind me a trail of slimy goo created by the deterioration 
of my human appendages. I see. It's a very uh, prestigious sounding name. Does it have anything to do with the paper bag you wear on your head with a monocle and a mustache drawn on it? <coughs> no. <coughs> Actually, the nickname came first. Originally, I didn't have the paper bag on my head. For a while, I was just a human-shaped garbage bag slithering around town. But people kept mistaking me for trash and would throw me away. I had a few close calls with some garbage compactors before I decided I should do something about it. My brother Bagman wears a burlap sack over his head with a sad face drawn on it in pig's blood, as you're well aware, and suggested I do the same. So he found me a brown paper grocery bag and put it on me. He asked me what sort of face he should draw on it, and I decided to keep it in line with my nickname. So that's how the monocle and mustache came to be. Now that I have a face of sorts, nobody mistakes me for common rubbish anymore. Interesting. Maybe it's time we replace that old adage about the chicken and the egg with what came first, the monocle or the slug? that your cocoon is made of trash bags. How did that come about? Well, I knew if I wanted to become a butterfly that I would need a cocoon. But physiologically or biologically, I was unable to create one naturally. So I knew I would have to make one myself from household products. My brother assisted me in creating my cocoon. We gathered up all the garbage bags in the house and covered me with them. Then he duct taped them around me tightly and used a vacuum cleaner to suck out the excess air to ensure that no outside contaminants would interfere with my internal biome. Very creative, Sir Slug. And how long have you been in that cocoon now? 20 years now. Wow. What's it like in there? At first, it was dark and lonely. And then came the sweat. So much sweat. As the years went by, I felt my body beginning to change. Skin pruning. Appendages curling up and rotting off my body. Limbs becoming one with my torso. Bones turning into a substance akin only to mashed potatoes. Stewing in my own gore as bits and pieces of me began to liquefy in my mortal container. The stench was almost unbearable. I'm not afraid to admit 
I nearly tore my cocoon open in reluctant defeat on more than one occasion. But I've never been a quitter. So I kept on slithering. Eventually, something magical happened. I began to shed the sludge. <coughs> the decayed remnants of my former self left behind in streaks of goo as I wriggled my way through Dogstown County, like squeezing the pulp out of an orange. It was then that I had my epiphany. I wasn't merely a decomposing man in a garbage bag. I was leaving my old self in the past, piece by mortal piece, slowly slithering my way towards enlightenment. <coughs> Absolutely amazing. A true inspiration to us all. Sir Slug, I want to thank you for coming on to the show and for blessing us with your presence, even if the stench of that presence has been utterly putrid. Thanks for having me, Squatch. It's been a pleasure. I know you gotta get down to Town Square for your molting, so we better get you out of here. You take care now and keep us posted on your transformation. We're all dying to see the final stage of your magnificent journey. Will do. me to get that door for you, Sir Slug? Not necessary. One of the joys of having no bones is being able to slip through the tightest of spaces. A truly fascinating specimen. I don't know if he's a genius who's actually figured out a way to turn into a butterfly or just a poor fool slowly dying inside a garbage bag, but either way, I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. Now, it's probably going to take Sir Slug a bit to mosey on down to Town Square, so we got some time to kill. And since Gary is out of the studio today to cover Sir Slug's molting, he ain't here to do the weather. Today is a beautiful sunny day here in Dogsnout County, perfect for Sir Slug's big reveal. And that's all you really have to know in terms of the forecast. Anyways, to kill some time while Sir Slug makes his way downtown, I've got a special little song here for you. Sir Slug, this one goes out to you. Even though I am an earthling, destined for some earth things, I'll try to make a spaceship, go on a little space trip, I'll try my best to fly.
That was Helios 3 by Culla. Now, I've just received word that Sir Slug has finally made his way downtown and is set to hatch out of his cocoon momentarily. And we've got our favorite mutant alligator man, Gator Gary, down there covering the event as we speak. Gary, buddy, how's it going down there? Well, Squatch, I'm standing here in Town Square where Sir Slug is on display, laying on a stack of old pallets, pulsating as he attempts to break out of his cocoon. Sir Slug, how do you feel? Excited. As we all are, Sir Slug. As we all are. What's the crowd looking like, Gary? Squatch, I'm currently surrounded by a sizable chunk of the dog snout populace. Dozens have gathered around to bear witness to Sir Slug's transformation and are eager to see how things will unfold. In support of Sir Slug, many attendees have donned paper grocery bags with monocles and mustaches drawn on them, and others have even gone the extra mile by wrapping themselves in garbage bags. So people are really getting into the festivities then? Oh, most definitely, Squatch. And, oh... It looks as though Sir Slug is getting ready to molt. Oh boy, this should be exciting. Sir Slug is wiggling violently inside his cocoon, and it looks as though something is pushing at the top of his garbage bag. The bag is stretching now, and... It's beautiful. Oh, Squatch, I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now. What is it, Gary? A giant, beautiful butterfly wing has just torn through Sir Slug's garbage bag cocoon. A glorious wing painted with shades of pink and yellow, turquoise and green. Oh, wow. And there goes the second wing, just as beautiful as the first. Okay, Sir Slug is struggling to get the rest of his body out now. The bag is ripping more. Almost there. Almost there. Oh my god! It's not a butterfly at all! Gary! Gary! I think I'm gonna be sick! What's happening? What's happening down there, Gary? It's like someone stripped all the skin off a human body and slap giant butterfly wings on it. Oh, it's crawling out of its cocoon. Its body slick with blood and goo. A horrible abomination armed with giant razor-sharp talons. God! I'm It's killing everyone! Gary, take cover! Gary, Gary, talk to me, buddy. Gary, you still there? You still with us? Gary, if you can hear me, please say something. God help us. Christ, I, I um, I hope everyone gets out of there safely. And Gary, oh, I hope he's okay. 
Half his body is covered in scales, so um, with a bit of luck, those just might protect him from the beast's razor-sharp claws. I hope. Um, kind of at a loss for words here, folks. I mean, Sir Slug did kind of turn into a butterfly, right? I mean, he does have some beautiful butterfly wings, apparently. Bit of a silver lining, I suppose. Though, butterfly wings attached to a bloody human muscular system with giant pterodactyl-like talons is a far cry from an ethereal winged beauty. Uh, guess we just wasted a whole episode interviewing a guy who was supposed to inspire Dog Snout County and instead ended up terrorizing it. <clears throat> well, this is awkward. Uh, why don't we do the traffic? The only road in our one-road town is currently backed up as Sir Slug glides over Main Street, dropping dog snout residents to their deaths, releasing them from the clutches of his talons where they have splattered on the vehicles of commuters below, causing numerous accidents. Commuters have began fleeing their cars only to be decapitated by Sir Slug's razor-sharp claws. To make matters worse, Visibility is quite low right now as Sir Slug has began disemboweling bystanders and strewing their intestines across commuters' windshields. Though the traffic is backed up, it is not at a complete standstill, so travel is still within the realm of possibility, albeit at a snail's pace. Fitting, considering the backup was caused by Sir Slug. Well, folks, that should just about do it for today's show. I want to thank you all for listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. If you haven't already, be sure to follow me on Instagram, at Squatch Ronson, for all the up-to-date news for the podcast and even some original artwork for each episode. That's S-Q-U-A-T-C-H-R-O-N-S-O-N. I've been Squatch Ronson, and you've been one heck of an audience. But before I sign off for the day, here's a bit of advice. Friends, it's never too late to change. All you have to do is wrap yourself in garbage bags and wait for your old self to slowly rot away. Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael Russo, featuring music this week by Cellophane Sam, Kevin McLeod, and Culla. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends who also have a fucked up sense of humor. As always, thanks for listening. Baby, when-